and welcome to Emma's podcast. So today is a special one. This is a surprise one that I'm doing, and it's again in regards of the occult world, becoming wise when using the occult world. The series that I'm doing right now for the occult world uh, came out of seeing things lately being used and abused and how clients are using it and doing what they're doing. The universe is not pleased by it, but we need to be aware. And this is an awareness for everyone who are using it as a client or a potential clients. Just need to be wise when using the occult world. Let's begin. Practicing in the occult world comes with responsibilities. In the universe, the occult world has its place, like everything else, believe it or not. Using it comes with greater consequences on the clients and recipients. In a previous blog about the usage of the occult world, we talked about the abuse of clients using it from their ego, not their spirit. We have lifted the veil on consequences that are common mistakes clients are making not being aware of how much harm they can do to the intended targets as well as themselves. One of the basic rules that should always be applied when practicing is the order of the universe. When a prospective client is asking for a love spell, the practitioner should be consulting the universe before engaging in any works, making sure they got the approval from the universe. If the person is married and is bound to his or her mate, they should not be violating the sacred bond of marriage. Instead, they should disengage and speak with the client, letting him or her know they cannot do the work. As an alternative, they should let the potential client know they indeed can help them attract the right person, who is not in bonded relationship. I would like to share another true story to make the point. The name, again, have been changed. A nurse, we're going to call her Stephanie, was attracted to a surgeon. We are going to call him Paul. She knew he was married, but infatuated with him. She went to see a practitioner to have a love spell done. Unfortunately, the spell did not work. What do I mean by that? The practitioner could not use the highest goddess of love. Instead, he used a lower entity to do the spell. The result, you may ask? Stephanie had a one-night stand with Paul. After that night, Paul realized he made a mistake. He avoided her and refused all her advances. Stephanie got upset for being rejected by him. She went and saw a different practitioner. While she had her consultation with him, the practitioner discovered that Paul was married. Also, he was not meant to be with Stephanie, but his current wife. Based on this information, he refused to move forward with her request, but talked to Stephanie about attracting the right person for her. She got upset, refused the offer from the practitioner, then left. Something people do not realize. When you are doing a love spell on someone, like in the case of Paul, the practitioner could bring death into Paul's hand. Let me explain. If the practitioner decides to take on the love spell, he, in the middle of the night, will do the spell. Because Paul is a surgeon, he 
has been called in one night at the same time the practitioner is doing the spell. Paul is in the OR while working with his hands, performing a surgery. He could start to think about Stephanie, shifting his focus to her. He could accidentally sever a patient's artery, causing an accidental death. When doing a spell, the practitioner is not aware of what Paul is doing. Consequences can be devastating for Paul as well as the patient. Does anyone know how a spell is done? To do a spell, the practitioner will find your aura, aka your spiritual body. When they find it, they are going to look at what you like. Based on that information, they are going to use it to create an attraction toward their clients. If the universe and your top guardian angel that is watching over you have agreed prior to the spell of what the practitioner is intended to do, the practitioner will work with the highest goddesses of love. The love spell will work with a happy ending and the blessing of the universe. However, if the practitioner has not consulted the universe prior to do the work, the highest goddess of love will refuse to do the work. The practitioner will have to use a lower level entity to do the job. This will translate as follows. The spell will only work for a few weeks. The clients will have to pay more money to get this going. The effects are going to be devastating for the recipient's life. But again, at the end, it will never work. You can destroy someone's family unit, but you will never have his or her heart at the end. Even, let's say, Paul and his wife divorced because of the impact of the spell had done on their marriage. Their bond will stay intact. He and she can try to move on, but their heart will still be one. They will never be truly happy. The client will never have neither his body or heart. Now, the universe has its own order, violating comes with consequences to everyone. No one is immune to it. There is no free pass. In some instances, horrifying death can become the ultimate punishment for whom has done the wrong, especially against someone else's free will. You always must have two consenting parties. When a client is asking any kind of spell to be done, the universe will, if it is not done for the greatest good, make you accountable for the consequences. The top goddesses will never work with the practitioner. As I mentioned in my previous blog, you will pay before you died for what you have done. Then when you're going back on the other side to face the council afterwards, something everyone needs to know. For every spell available, there is an antidote, another spell to remove what was done as well. Nothing is ever permanent, especially when it's done by humans. Only the universe can create bounds for eternity. In this time and age, people are not realizing the consequences can come from using it unwisely. It feels like some are using it like they are going to a drive through ordering their meal, eat it, and move on. Well, not so fast. It is not the case here. The occult world is a beautiful world. I have been part of it since I was born into it. One of my great-grandfathers was a powerful shaman. We have had gift passing from generation to generation. After four decades of living, breathing, and practicing, I have learned how to use my gift wisely, but most of all, how to respect the order of the universe. When you are practicing in the occult world, 
you need to learn to work from your spirit and being humble for the gifts you have been entrusted with. To do good in this world, it is again a double-edged sword. Some individuals can lose sight of it because of the power they are feeling. Becoming blindsided by it, you must be grounded and shaken once in a while to make sure you are working from your spirit. I had the privilege to work directly and indirectly with a few masters. It gave me the opportunity to learn new skills. I also am working with one of the most powerful shaman who is not located in the U.S. He is a master in his field. I am a master in my field. We are very good friends and through the years had our shares of interesting stories. Lately, we have shared our concerns about what is going on with the rise of love spells against people's free will, the abuse and violation of the sacred bond. The universe in its infinite wisdom has allowed me to share information for everyone to read and learn from it. Everything in my blog, published by yours truly, including the Occult Words series, is not fiction. Practitioners who are reading it know what I'm talking about, so are some clients. This world is fascinating because of its magic, its mystery and legend from Merlin to Nostradamus. We are not hiding but living in bright daylight like everyone else. We are connected with the sixth, seven and higher dimension accesses the wisdom of the universe. Some of the information I'm sharing cannot be found on the web. When I wrote I channel with the universe, I share the messages that need to be read by everyone. I would also make the following point. It takes years for a surgeon to learn his craft and skills. Can you imagine if you had someone coming into an OR to perform a surgery on his first day of the first year of pre-meds? I would not want to be that patient. It takes years before he can start to practice. This applies also to the occult world. Before you can do that, you need to learn first as an apprentice. Then a journeyman, this could lead you to become if you are meant to be a teacher or a master. It takes years to do that as well, gaining the wisdom and understanding of our craft. We also need to be respectful of it. So this is an interesting one that I wrote and I, con I continue to basically talk about it. It's how client and the consciousness of everyone before doing something should think twice. You have to be wise. What are actually your intention? You need to make sure that the intention you've got are for the highest good of everyone, not to your ego, but your spirit and everyone else. Love spells have been used and abused lately, and it's showing more and more right now for unknown reason, but people are using it and abusing it. And you need to understand, you are, as the client, a potential client, responsible and accountable for what you're doing. The practitioner is just a middleman. However, the client is the one who will pay the highest price. Because when you come into an idea, an infatuation, then you're drawn to somebody and you want to take them away from their true love. By using the occult world, then you are the one who is responsible. You are the one who is engaging to do it. 
Now the consequences and the universe will be responding to you. I can guarantee that. I have seen a very devastating way the universe can do that. And when they are punishing death and horrifying and terrible death is their ultimate is the ultimate punishment. But I've seen misery in people as well for the rest of their life, losing everything. And they don't understand why. But this is what's happening. It's not abusing the system. It's like everything else. The occult world is there to help. It's part of the universe, but it's there to help in a positive way. Now, everything happened for a reason. You do always have the positive side and the negative side. You always have both sides. You cannot have only one side. But when you're doing spells, especially when you go and engage to do something of that nature, you need to be aware. You need to be aware of what the consequences are. Because if you think that you're just going to do a spell and who cares, well, you need to realize that one, they can be reversed, and two, you will get it back in your face, one way or the other. So you need to be cautious. You need to be respectful. But you need to think twice. Now, I'm not stopping you to do it because whatever you do it, it's in your yourself. It's on you. It's not on me. It's not on the practitioner. It is you. It is you or your ego who's driving you to do it. You are responsible for it. The practitioner can decide. It is his choice or her choice to say yes or no. Whatever motivation they have, it's their problem as well. So everybody has playing a part in there. You are the ultimate one to be responsible for it. You are the one who's deciding to do something. So let's say like in the case of Stephanie, who left the second practitioner, which is a true story, upset because she wanted him. She did not want to give up again, like the same than Amandine. Didn't want it to give up. And you're like, seriously, people, can you just realize what you're doing it to those individuals who do not and will never love you? You really need to realize that the occult world will not, even if you try, will not help you if it's against somebody else's will. If you're working in partnership with somebody from the occult world and just said, well, I would like a love spell, I'm attracted to Paul. And you listen, the practitioner telling you, I'm sorry, the universe said it is meant to be with his wife and this is their bond, but I can help you to attract the right person. Well, you have a choice. You can leave upset like Stephanie, or you can say, well, why not? Why not attracting somebody that the universe will bless me with? So the universe is in agreement with, and I can have somebody that fits who I am, fits my heart, will be perfect for my spirit. I don't know. I would like option number B personally because I know it will be successful. Forcing something to happen will never work. It's not done organically. This is something people need to realize. A love spell is not a solution to your problem. Your problem is you need to make sure what you're doing is for your highest good and the goods of everyone. Breaking or attempting to take someone that is already bounded with somebody else's will never work. That bound happened before he got married, before he went to church or the temple and he got the blessing of the priest or, or whomever blessed them here on earth. This happened already with the universe. It was spirit to spirit. The bound is spirit to spirit. It's not a human bound. It's the 
magical bond from the universe. This is a beautiful gold, unbreakable bond. The universe gave their blessing. They are meant to be together. You cannot destroy it. You can destroy those individuals if you want to in their lives, but at the end of the day, their hearts are one. They cannot be breakable. They can split, divorce, be miserable the rest of their life because they were meant to be together, so they're going to go to a different route. But you need to realize one thing. That person, that Paul in question, if you decide if Stephanie continue to do what she's doing, will never have him because they are not meant to be together. So you can destroy somebody else's spirit. You can destroy somebody else's family unit, not only the wife, the kids, everything. You can put their life upside down. You will never get them at the end of the day. You, as a client and potential client, are the one who doing the action. When there is an action, there is a reaction. It's like a pendulum swing. It's going one way, it's going to come back to you. Now, you're doing good, good's going to come back to you. You're doing bad, bad's going to come back to you 10 times faster than you ever saw it, and it's going to be a harsh lesson for you. When we're talking about the occult world, which I am born into it, I'm breathing and living it every day, it is a beautiful world. It is the world where you communicate with the universe, where... You are in partnership most of the time. I'm talking about me, not the rest of the universe, but this is the world, should I say, not the rest of the world. But it is a partnership. It is a connection. Basically, the occult world is the middleman between here and the universe. If you do not access the way you're supposed to, because everyone should be able to open their heart chakra and connect with the universe. But some of them can't or won't or it's too close or they don't know how to or they're not going to take the time to learn how to connect with the universe. Then you use the occult world. You can see the psychic, you can see a shaman, you can see the healers because healers are part of the occult world. The people who can heal, like my sister is a powerful healer. She can heal. So she will send energy that will basically heal you. You have different people who do the tarot. Everything that has to do with this world is in communication. The healing did not happen because of her. She is an instrument of the healing coming from the universe through her to purify someone else's body. This is how it works. We are, quote-unquote, the middleman or woman for this world. That's why the occult world is a beautiful world. Now you can use it properly or you can abuse it. But when you abuse, it's like everything else. When you abuse something, there will be consequences to it. And this is what it's all about. It's about giving the understanding to everyone of what is it all about, the occult world. How do we work with this? It's easy when you're 14 and you say, oh, do a love spell. Even at 14, when you're a kid, you can try to do this, but you can destroy somebody else's life without realizing it because you're playing around and you are going to pay later on as well. It doesn't matter at which age you start. If you're doing something like that, the universe is not going to be looking at you and say, oh, well, you were a teenager, you didn't understand. No, 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 no. You started it, you did that, you're going to pay the consequences. There is no other thing different. I will never give to anyone any love spells, any recipe of anything. This is not my place to give this. My place right now is to open everybody else's mind, 
bringing the consciousness into this issue of the occult world, use it wisely. This is the message from the universe. The universe is asking everybody, use it wisely. Nobody's saying you cannot use it, but use it wisely. Think, why is the reason you're using the occult world? Why is the reason you want to do a love spell on somebody? Is it the right person, first of all, for you? If he was the right person, ask the question, why would I use a love spell on that person? If this was organic and meant to be, why would you use it? I don't know. I would say I would not use it because if it's happening to Paul and me, like I'm Stephanie and this is Paul and it's supposed to happen, it shouldn't happen. But the problem is, Paul is already taken. So it's not supposed to happen with me at all. I have probably, I'm Stephanie, I have probably somebody else's waiting for me, but I'm so obsessed about Paul. I do not even let that person come in into my life, the right person coming into my life, because my obsession is taking over everything. So I'm sending to the universe a message saying, well, I'm obsessed with Paul, so I don't want to see any potential mate and the right person that, that belongs with me. I will never meet that person until I get my mind and my focus of Paul out of the picture. Until I'm like, well, it's too bad. You have a nice little candy over there, but it's not my candy. Why don't I get mine? Why don't I? I ask the universe for my mate. And the occult world can help you to achieve that. That is a good thing. That the universe will be more than happy to help you along the way to find your right mate. The person that belongs to you, then you're going to keep with that person for the rest of your life. Why would you attempt to do a love spell on something that's going to last maybe uh, 15 minutes, maybe forcing somebody else for the next maybe one or two years, and that's going to break up? Why in anyone's mind, even mine, my dream when I was little is to find my Prince Charming. Okay, It wasn't a 15 minutes for a Prince Charming for 15 minutes. It was for the rest of my life. Everybody wants their mates. Everybody wants to live with somebody from the beginning to end and grow older. Not just say, well, I'm going to divorce after two years. I'm going to divorce after three years or after 10 years because this is not the right person for me. Why somebody would do that when you have an option to find somebody that will stay for, with you for the rest of your life? I don't know. I'm choosing option B again, not A. A. I'm not interested to go every three to four years in court and get married 25 times. My goodness, I could have done that many years ago. I had about three or four mates that I met and they were relationship and I was looking back at it. And I'm like, thank God I did not went into any marriage with any one of them because I would have been competing with Elizabeth Taylor. I would have been already married and divorced eight times. If it's not 10, I'm like, forget it. That's not even worth it. But you need to think, as a client, when you come to this world, one, you should not be uh, as stubborn. You should be open-minded because the universe will give you the message. When you are consulting individuals who do love spell, like my friend Jay, who's one of the most unbelievable shaman that I know, who would do a lot of things to help for the highest good of everyone, will look at it and just say, in the middle of a reading, because he will read you before he can do anything. He will look at the situation and ask the universe, is it meant to be or not? And the universe is going to tell him and said, no, they are not meant to be together. But we have a potential mate for her that is meant to be with her. What do you think? You can propose that instead. 
then you will say the same thing and say to that Stephanie in question, well, sorry, Paul is not available, but we have somebody that is waiting for you. And so far you've been pushing him away, but he's around and we can help you to attract him. And it's happening organically and you'll be happy to the rest of your life. So the obsession is what's blocking most of the people. When we remove those obsessions and we're able to step back, then we understand and just say, yeah, I want somebody else's too. I want my happy ending. Everybody wants their happy ending. I do do. I want my happy ending. But how can you have a happy ending when you're obsessed with somebody that doesn't belong to you? You don't leave any room for anyone to come into your life and be part of it because you closed all of the doors. If you remove that obsession and let Paul be with his wife, be where he needs to be, and you are back in your life, the universe will bless you. But in the case of Stephanie, living angry, she probably went inside another one practitioner and tried to do something on Paul. So imagine if she did and she bring death in his hands. That practitioner doesn't know when they do the spell, they do not know at that time when they're doing it and they're focused on their job, they don't know what Paul is doing. And when you're dealing with medical world like a surgeon, you never know when they're getting um, called in for surgery. I don't know. I don't know his schedule. So imagine in the middle of the night when you, the practitioner is doing this, he's bringing death into his hands because he doesn't know. It's like playing Russian roulette. When he's doing his work, he doesn't know what Paul is doing. So if he's asleep, it's good. If he's working, this is Russian roulette. This is consequences that, you know, practitioner will have to, to deal with it as later on. Everybody does. But the client is the one who paid the ultimate price to start with. You're the one who, if something happened to Paul or the patient on the table, you are responsible for the death. That the universe will make you pay. Paul is just, quote-unquote, a victim, a target, an unwilling participant. But Paul's going to live with the consequence of his action too because imagine the poor guy where his focus is changed from, you know, doing the surgery, then he has a scalpel in his hand, and, oops, I'm thinking about Stephanie. Well, he's going to live with the rest of his life with that death, which is not good because he wasn't intended and meant to be. So this is why we, I'm talking because the consciousness and clients, and potential clients, need to understand the world of the occult is beautiful. It can help you tremendously when it's used properly. But if it's just to have a temper tantrum and having, because I'm obsessed about somebody, so I want that person regardless of the cost of it, you, it's like playing beyond Russian right. It's like having a kid and give him the button for the atomic bomb. And you're like, oh, that's super cool. I'm going to tell the kid, don't even touch that. This is, you know, this is not for play. But I'm going to leave on a table visible to, to that kid and just say, don't touch it. Well, guess what the kid's going to do? Do you think he's going to listen to you? No, he's going to go. He's like, well, she said not touch it. So I'm going to go and push and see what's going to happen. This is exactly what you're doing. So when you go there, when you go and do spells, and then been focusing on the loved one right now, but I will be talking later on in other parts of that series into the one used into the world of business. But right now we're focusing on the loved one and this is critical. Yeah, destroying somebody else's life, you need to really, and the universe is pounding me right now, telling me, 
you need to remind everybody, you will never have his heart or her heart. You will have nothing. It's just an illusion. It's an illusion. It's your ego. It's your obsession. And you need to back off because you are creating a chaos and you are going to pay and it's going to be horrible for you because destroying somebody else's family unit and life where they're meant to be together just for your own pleasure, that doesn't go well with the universe. The universe is not happy because you're disturbing the order of the universe. The universe has an order and we are only learning here. We are not the one to decide how it's done. We're the one who have to navigate into that river that is our lives and make it the best we can. Our spirit is supposed to be growing. We're supposed to learn. Destruction is not, it's part of life, it's part of who we are because we have free wills. But we need to be responsible and wise. We can ignore under our ego or our mindset that we want something. We can ignore the signal. We can ignore that huge freight train coming our way because this is what we want. But what you want or what we want is not what is always best for everyone around us. And this is one of the biggest issues. This is why I'm doing that series, because I had my quote-unquote coup de gueule, which is the big shouting and my big shouting about what I've been seeing and how infuriating it is at some point to see people who are still abusing it and still destroying people's life for nothing. And they still don't get, they're never going to get that person. And they still continue to repeat it over and over. And I'm like, are you serious? You need to stop this. This is not what should be happening. But it's happening every day around the world. Practitioners have their responsibilities, like everybody else's. We are all going at the end of our life. We are going to pay for everything we have done, good or bad or ugly. Death can come around very quickly in some of the practitioners who are fine death and we don't know where it's coming from. But yes, it is. You have to be cautious on what, how you're doing it. Practitioners are responsible for it. Whatever and whomever trained them, you are responsible. Like my friend Jay, uh, I was studied, he was trained at the age of seven years old. And for the following 10 years, he has his master giving him all of his knowledge. So by the age of 17, he was basically a master on his own. But he had to learn. He learned from two other different masters as well. So he has a tremendous knowledge and power on using all of the spells and everything else in that world. That's why I call him a shaman, because for me, he's a shaman. But he knows how to use it. I'm... In my way, in my world, in my field, I'm a master as well because I have learned. Uh, being a psychic, and he's a psychic too, this is one of the skills we all have. Psychic is like breathing. It's, this is one part of the skills you get when you do your work. I work a different way. He works with some spells. Me, I work directly with the ascendant masters, angels, and everybody else's. So I am shooting energies across the world to help people. I am sending masters, angel, guardian angel, everything to resolve conflict with people, to find solution, whatever I have to do with. So it's a different way than I'm working. His is one way, me is the other way. We, this is why we're complementing each other because 
when I say we're working together, we're working side by side. We work in different way, but we're working side by side. We are like a puzzle. We are a piece that works together. I have other people that I connect to that are uh, powerful, psychic, same thing. We're working together because this is what we do. This is how we align ourselves. But this world is a world that put us accountable. He was tested when he was younger. I was tested when I was younger by the universe because we do pass a test, by the way. People who are doubling in there or studying, they need to understand it's going to come point. The universe is going to be testing you. And that test um, came for me when I was about 10 years old, 10, 11 years old. I had a test. And that test was to do do bad, evil, in between, or good. I faced it. And I came out, I changed the outcome of what was happening at that time. So we are all, as practitioners, being tested to temptation to do good or to do evil. And when I say evil is negative, that's what we what I meant by this. Because the universe knows. If you know how to do good, you know how to do bad. And when you do good, like my friend Jay, knows how to do good, but he knows uh, to do bad as well. I do the same thing. I know how to do good, and I know how to do bad. This is how you are. This is how we are complementing because if I know how to do good, I know how to do bad, I can reverse things that are happening. Same thing for him. He can reverse things. Practitioner, most of them, knows both ways. Some don't, some do. We are practitioner, have our own path. We have our own destiny. We are choosing our way. But again, the order of the universe is always above us. Even if some think it is not, it is. As I mentioned earlier into my uh, reading, and I need to make it really clear as well, and that is a kicker because a lot of people will never tell you that. That's maybe going to pass some uh, some few people around, but that needs to be done and being said as well. Every spell has an antidote. If somebody is telling you that's not true, guess what? They're lying. Every spell has their antidote. It can be reversed. And it can be reversed at any time. Helping people when they're under a spell and we remove it, how do you think it's happening? We're reversing it. The only thing that can or can be permanent is what has been decided by the universe. Here as human, and as much as we got in the occult world has what we call quote-unquote power, or I will call them gift, because I don't like to use the word power at some level because it sounds the ego talking. Those are gifts. The gifts can be reversed. Nothing is permanent. Nothing. At the exception of the universe. If the universe decides that something is worth to be eternal, like the bond between two spirits, it's eternal, then it is. That is said. It shall be. But when it comes down to here, and if somebody, you walk into the door of somebody and is telling you, well, I spell are permanent. No, it's not. There is an antidote. Thank God, because imagine how much the world would be if everybody were doing the spell to take somebody else's against their will. It would be horrible. It would be worse than, we are in hell, but it would be even worse than that. Imagine the chaos. No, 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 no. This is something you need to understand. When you're paying for a spell, don't think that it cannot be reversed because it is. It is and always will be. 
it's like an illness. There is something for every illness. Even some have not medication have not been um, found yet, but there is an antidote for any illness we've got. It can be done by pharmaceutical to discover something, or it's already in nature being used centuries ago uh, by the plants, the power of the plants. So everything can be reversed, everything. And that is a very important information that people need to understand because people are going there and just say, well, I want to fall in love with Paul, so I want something permanent. And that's Stephanie. Her idea was to fall in love with him for good. So she wants somebody and see somebody for a spell, thinking, well, it's going to be permanent, so I'm going to go for it. But the truth is, is no, it's not, and it's never going to be permanent. What is permanent is what the universe decides and blessed upon us. It's not us as human who make things permanent. This is a huge difference. This is something that people need to understand. We, in the occult world, are here and are the middle men and women between above us and here. We are bringing what we need to bring to the universe and we are going to transmit it. But we're not the one to decide what is permanent and what's not. The universe does. That's why we have angel guardian angels. Your top guardian angels is the one who decide. Negotiation happen when we see what is good for you. They are the one to give the green light. If the green light said no, your spirit, the spirit of Stephanie is not good with the spirit of Paul, the the guardian angel of Paul is gonna shake his head saying, I'm sorry, that's not happening here. I'm happy with the other spirit because they are meant to be together. You not so much, so move along. Off you go, sister. Bye-bye. This is what people need to understand. There is an approval that needs to be done at the level of the universe. It's not only here, but it's the universe. If you change or disturb the order of the universe, guess what? The universe is going to bring it back to where it needs to be. And you will be crushed along the way. And it's going to hurt. Because generally, the universe is not tender when you do something wrong. It makes you pay and more than you think. So this is something that needed to be clarified as well. The order of the universe, no matter who we are, from the occult world or any kind of uh, world, the universe supersedes everything. And the universe decides. We don't. The other thing, and I'm going to emphasize this one as well, because individuals do not realize that the clients and the potential clients, shaman, anyone who works doing spells, works with goddesses and or entities, lower entities. But the top goddesses think for themselves. You do not tell a goddess what to do because the goddess will not work with you. The goddess is the one to decide to work with you. You don't choose them. They choose you because they know who you are as a practitioner. This is something that is extremely important to understand. Because in the case of Stephanie, she went in there and she thought she probably got the top goddess of love, Venus. I'm going to use again Venus. Yeah, no, no, no. Venus went on strike. Venus just laughed at the practitioner's face and that's not happening. Sorry, buddy. No. This is against somebody else's free will. They are not too meant to be together. So no. Negotiation happen in the universe. It doesn't happen here. Whatever we want, our ego wants. It's not what the universe wants. It's against it. It has to be organic. It is not happening. It will never be happening. And the goddesses will never help a practitioner 
if it's against the order of the universe. Every goddesses decide for themselves what to do. They are not to be pushed around either because those ladies or gentlemen will not help you. And my friend Jay always told me, he said, you always have to ask before they work. If they don't want to work with you, they will not. So you will have to go to somebody else's. And in the case of Stephanie, that will be a lower level entity. That means somebody who doesn't give a crap and that will not respect the order of the universe and just go for it. Knowingly, that will not work. But that entity will do the work badly, poorly, bringing more chaos into his life because it's not done organically and perfectly. So that brings chaos. That brings a lot of things that should never happen to him. And it can have a repercussion at work, at home, everywhere. In his job, he could even lose his job. So this is something that people need to realize. When you do spells and things like that, if it's not happening for the greater good, you can bring more devastation into your targeted person. This is something you need to live with it too. You cannot just say, well, I did it, it did not work, I walk away, I wash my hands. No, 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 no. It doesn't work this way. Again, you're accountable for what you're doing as a client. The practitioner will decide whatever they want to do because this is their life and they are the one in charge to decide what they want to do. So those guys do whatever they want to do. But you are ultimately responsible for what you're doing. You are the one engaging to do that work. It's not a practitioner who's engaging it. You hired that practitioner. You are responsible. So saying to a practitioner, well, I went over there and saw the practitioner and for example, and I'm not pleased. It didn't work. That's crap. That's a lie. That's this. That's that. Well, if it didn't work, even if the spell did not work, think, step back for a minute and think, should you be there with that person? Are you sure? Were you warned that you were not the right person? Do you feel really deep in your heart, not in your head, not in your ego, but in your heart, deeply in your heart? Are you meant to be with him, with him or her? Put your hand on your heart and answer that question without thinking. And I can guarantee the answer that's coming out of your mouth will be no, I'm not. You're not supposed to be with that person. So it's not going to work. Now, if the practitioner decided to do it, well, it's your fault. You're the client. That's your problem. Live with the consequences of your actions. And that's it. But don't blame the practitioner for that. Blame yourself. That is something it's easy to always, and I've seen too many times in corporate world, I'm going to blame John over there. Even if it's me, if I didn't do my job, I'm going to blame him because I'm going to deflect the blame. The problem is, is in this case, you cannot deflect anything because guess what? The, the universe already registered you're the one. The, the universe knows it's you. So no matter what, you will pay the consequences of that action, even for one spell that did not work. Because unfortunately, when you decide to walk away, here's another thing too. When you decide to walk away, in a case of Stephanie, or maybe she decided to give up and she said, well, who cares? That didn't work. Forget it. Okay, forget it. No problem. That entity is still around Paul. That spell is on him. It has not been removed. So he's living for the rest of his life, effed up, because you not only did one, but he did not get removed, which is even worse. So using it wisely means 
The occult world can help you to achieve what you need, if it's your, from your spirit side and if it comes a place of goodness. You can do evil if you wanted to, but you're going to pay the price because this, when that comes back in your face, and the universe will make you pay, trust me on that, that they will be on you. Practitioner? Nope. They will straight on you, on a client. So you need to be extremely wise when using it. You need to understand the consequences. You need to know where you're coming from when you want to do a spell on someone, especially if that person is married. Let's say that person is single and you want to do a spell on that person because you're infatuated by that person. But let's say that person doesn't like you at all. Same thing happens. Same thing will happen. You need to consult the person and see if it's your for the highest of good or not. Because you could, you know, do a spell on that person, be with that person with three, four, five years, and oops, that person will leave you. Because if it's not meant to be, it will not be permanent. It will be temporary. Why waste your time temporarily to get somebody? I want somebody permanent. I don't want somebody temporarily in my life. Use it wisely. Do something good with it. Because there's a lot of good things you can do with the occult world. You do have people like royalties. You have people who are presidents of countries, even dictators, unfortunately, uh, who are using it. You have shaman, you have a psychic near them to guide them, to guide those guys. So those are, the occult world has been there for centuries. There is nothing new. You have kings and queens in the past who used that. Everybody has been using them for the guidance, for the greater good, or for the most evil thing they did too. Because if you're looking at history, some part of history are not pretty. But again, when you're looking at closely, it wasn't pretty. But what happened to those guys? They got their ass kicked as well. And some had pretty bad deaths. So you need to be wise when using it. You need to be not upset. You need to be, I would say, come from a place of spirits. You need to be open to hear what the practitioner will have to tell you, especially when you have an option. It's not like they're shutting the door and said to you, well, no, you cannot help you because that person is not meant to be with you, so have a nice day. But if they are asking you, well, I can attract somebody, the right person for you, Man, I go for it. This is the lottery. Ding, ding, ding. I did not get Paul because he's not meant to be with me. But maybe, you know what? Maybe you're infatuated by Paul. But really, let, let's imagine for a minute you got Paul. He divorced. And you end up to be with him. Then one day you realize, you woke up one day and realize that, man, this is not even the guy that I liked. I don't know why I'm infatuated with him, but he sucks. It's just not somebody that I like at all. I cannot stand his face anymore. What do you do? You're stuck with him. Not great, but if you bring somebody that is meant to be for the rest of your life, well, you will be more than happy to grow older with that person and and live a great life instead than something that will come from misery and depressing and whatever the wrath from the universe will be on you and the rest for, for until you died. So that's ridiculous in my book, but again. It is up to you. It is your choice, guys. It is not mine. I took decision years ago, <laughs> even being part of this world of the occult world. I do my decision. I like to do good. Do not push me on the under the edge because I can do bad as well. I can I can send you wrath if I needed to. 
but I'm here to help people in a positive way. But it is, as a client, it is your responsibility to know what you want to do. Because, as I said, it's like a pendulum. It goes swing one way, it comes back to you. It's not staying over there. It is going to come back to you. Your decision needs to be done with full of knowledge. Doing your best and taking your best decision is to know. And knowledge is power. Now, let's have a little fun with this one. Knowledge is power. But most people don't realize what it means. Some people, and I'm pretty much sure who you're, you know that, in, especially in corporate world, some individual think by holding information, it gives them power. I have news for them, it doesn't. What it makes you a Jackie Low or Jack O in the world because you are blocking information and you are doing it against your company and the growth of your company against your team and whatever you want to accomplish will never work. Now, knowledge is power in the sense of knowledge, everybody should have it. The occult world is not an underground world and should not be an underground world. If somebody is underground, something is fishy. I am in bright daylight here. My friend Jay is in bright daylight. A lot of people who are in the occult world who are doing tarot, reading, everything else like that, like everybody else is, we are in the light. We are living like everybody else is. We are open. You know who we are. If you're underground, something, as I said, something is fishy. Something doesn't make any sense. We don't need to be hiding. We are who we are, and we're living with our gifts, and we're sharing it to the world. Sharing the knowledge today that I'm doing in that series is to give and empower people to take responsible decisions. Because when you are not aware of, by going and seeing a practitioner, or what the consequences are, you are going to receive the wrath of the universe. No matter what, then you have the knowledge or not. And today... In this podcast and the previous one and the next one I'm going to do, it is to bring knowledge to everyone how it works. I will never, as I said, give you a spell. I will never give you a recipe. I will never give this because you have to be irresponsible to do that. You cannot give information if you have not been trained and understand the consequences of your action. As um, six sensory, I am responsible of everything I do. So when I get once a while angry, because I do lose my, my cool once a while and I can get upset or frustrated, I have to watch my thoughts and I have to watch the energy then I can blow into the universe. And the one that I do, as I said, I, can, I do it around the world. So I'm helping people around the world. I have to be extremely cautious on how I get upset because if I release the energy I have, it's like the, atom, the atomic bomb into the air. There will be consequences back to me, that's for sure if I do that. But by the time I'm sending it, it's going to hurt a few people that I know or don't know. Again, I am cautious of that. I am aware of it. For clients to go and see practitioners is the same thing. You need to be aware of the rules of the universe. You need to have an understanding. And I don't care what religion you are. I don't care if you believe in God or not. There is a universe above us. You decide to work with your ego and say, who cares, Emma? There's nobody. Yes, there is a lot of people. And if you take the time to look at your life and see what you have done good, what happened to you, there is some stuff that came back to you positive. 
if you have done some pretty nasty things, nasty thing came back to you 10 times, look at it, look at your life, look at some of your actions, the negative one, and see what happened further down the road, maybe a month, a year later, something happened negative to you, and it's like, holy crap, what did it come back to me? Well, that was a payback for what you did a year or a month or 10 days ago. Something you did negative came back to you 10 times towards you. So you have to be cautious. People are doing things they don't realize how much they can impact their life because this impacts your life and the life of others. Destroying somebody else's life for the pleasure to do it, not worth it because your life will be destroyed one way or the other. And this is the awareness of the universe. This is why I'm talking today because the universe wants me to share this with everyone. This is not fiction. Some people think it is. It is not. Everything I said, there are some people who mentioned to me on some of my blogs who commented and said, well, I verify on the net. Well, you can verify whatever you want on the net. Not everything I'm sharing, you will find it on the net. If it was on the net, what would I be talking now? I'm sharing this with other practitioners than I know, and I absolutely love, dearly love them to death over there. Uh, universe unconditional love, what I call unconditional love. And we're sharing the same thing. We're sharing the concern of what's going on. And the universe is not happy about it either. That's one of the reasons I decided to talk. I like to, <laughs> I'm pretty bold. So I like to unveil. I like to lift up the veil and be bold. This is me. So this is why I'm doing those. Not to be more famous than somebody else's. No, it has nothing to do with it. The objective of my podcast, it's awareness. Being aware when you know you make more informed decision. This is what it's all about. Yes, there is no powder of pearl and pampan, like I always said. But the universe and the occult world is attractive to people. It's the mystic. It's the part of it. So people want to be part of it. Okay, if you want to be part of it, take it seriously. I wasn't trained when I was a young child. I didn't have a master like my friend Jay. Because he was, you know, he's, as I said, he's in a total different category than me. But I use my mind. I use my imagination. I use the power of my mind to move things. I'm an alchemist. I'm not the only alchemist around the block either. But I'm going to say I am an alchemist. I'm not only a psychic, but I'm an alchemist. This is what I do. I make things appear. I transform. I modify things. I help. I change situation. This is what I do. This is one of the things that I do. And I've been doing it all of my life. One thing that I learned, because when I grew up, we were so far removed from the rest of the universe where we were, I had nobody to teach me anything. So I had to learn to use my gifts as I went along. Until when I was at the Club Med, which was a good thing, I met somebody who introduced me to the books from Joseph Murphy. Uh, the power of the mind, and everything else. And I was reading it, and I'm like, this is what I do, this is what I do. So those were guiding me along the way, but I was in my 20s. So I had the first 20 years of my life, had to figure out everything that I know and apply for everything with trials and errors, but with an understanding of I have something special that I was using it. And through the years, I learned more and more. And as I'm getting older, the power are stronger, but I am wiser. I am at peace. I know how to use it. I understand the order of the universe. Not everybody in their 20s under, understand that. They have a long way to go. 
when we are younger, even my friend, after these 10 years of um, training with his first master, he had all of the gifts. He had everything. He could do everything. But his understanding and the wisdom came as he grew older. That's why you see most of the people uh, who are uh, psychic and everything else are aging. You saw the most powerful one who are not in their 20s, but in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Why? Because it came with age. It's like wine. Wine can get, unless you get something, it's like what we call it a picket. It's like a vinegar. But it ages very well. If it ages very well, it's becoming robust and more tasteful than a younger wine. It's not the younger wine is bad, but it doesn't have its full power. It has to grow. It's like us. When we're a kid to now, you take a kid who's five years old and you take one who's 25, maybe 30, 35 maybe, probably better to say 35, you can see the difference. You can see there is an aspect of growing. This is what we do. And the skills is the same thing. Somebody who is a surgeon, his first year or his first OR experience would be maybe a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. But 10 years, 20 years down the road, he mastered his skill. And by doing it and practicing and doing what he has to do, it's like everybody else's. Every job, everything, you learn as you go and you grow. And this is something we need to understand. The occult world is beautiful. It's not as dark than people want to make it to be. There is a dark side like everything else. But it's a beautiful world because it's where we can communicate with the universe. We are all capable. It's not only the chosen few because that's another thing too. It's not about the chosen few because I can guarantee everyone can communicate from their heart chakra. You can communicate by elevating your energy, move them up from the first chakra, which is the sacral, which is the red one at the bottom. You move it up to your heart. The heart, you go through your throat, throat, you go through your third eye, third eyes, you go to the top one, which is the number seven. And number seven is the one that will communicate directly with the universe. This is how they are functioning. Well, if you're moving it up just to your heart chakra and open your heart chakra, you are already connecting with the universe. It's just a question to let it open and being able to hear. That's all. And everyone has that basic skills. It's not me because I'm special. This is not true. I'm not. I'm special in my own way like everybody else. We're all special in our own ways. But we all have that basic skills. We can all read our minds. We can have visions. It's a, mass, it's a, it's a matter of using our brain and exercising it and learning. Some people are more inclined to do it. And some, when they were little, they got shot. That's all. Mine was wide open and stayed wide open. And thank God it stayed wide open because it helped me at a lot of level when I was younger. But those gifts, we all have them. I know, it's a long one today. It's a deep one. It's a lot of information. But the universe wanted me to share that with you guys. And as I said, I'm pretty bold. And I am not going to, like we said in French, mâcher mes mots. I'm not going to um, be kind in my words uh, when I'm saying being kind. I'm going to be bold and I'm going to just be direct. 
because there is so much abuse that we need to understand. And by the understanding, that will help you to make a decision. Even if you don't go and decide to have a spell done, you have a knowledge, you have an understanding. And maybe you're going to hear somebody in your entourage say, I'm going to go and do a love spell. Well, maybe before they do that, have a conversation with them. If not, redirect them to my blog. And I will even not only put it in my blog, but I'm going to put it into the uh, main uh, website like I did with the other one. I'm going to make them as permanent in one page so people can read and hear it again and downloading again this one because otherwise since I'm writing and um, publishing blogs every day, seven days a week, it could be lost into my blog world. So we're going to put it into the permanent website as well. I'm going to do that and release it probably Wednesday. And sometimes then I'm releasing this. But I just wanted to give you that information because this needs to be understood. This, some, you know, fantasy world and everything, we're deciding and we are the one to get the last word. No, the universe always has the last word. You want it or not, you're liking it or not, this is how it works. We are underneath the universe. The universe has its place and we have our own place in that universe as well than the occult world as well as everything else. But the ultimate entity or set of person to decide is the universe. It is not us. It is not the human side. It's the universe. That is a big key. Now, um, thank you so much for listening today to my uh, wonderful podcast. That's mind-blowing podcast, should I say, in my series, How to uh, Use Wisely the Universe for Whatever You Want to Do. Uh, I'm going to create another part three on that series that will come later on, probably next month. We are going to be talking about the antidote, aka removing a spell. Again, I will not give any recipes, so don't even think I will, because I will never do that. But I want to talk about it because people need to understand that angle of it. Thank you so much for listening today. It was a fun one, a little bit over an hour this time. The universe had a lot to talk about on this one, which is great. And I will definitely be talking with you later. If you have any more questions in regard of this specific one for the occult world, you can contact me directly via the website at uh, www.edgintuitive.com. You can contact me if you have any questions, comment. But again, you are not going to be finding most of the stuff into the internet. Some are coming from directly from the universe. It is not fiction, it's reality. It's happening every day around the world. We have to live with it, but we can live with it wisely. Thank you so much for listening today. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye now. 